And so stopping right there and touching on a subject, right? That was powerful. This is Peter being used by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the anointing of God. This is right after a miracle that no one can explain. Yeah, let me pause you there for a second, because for me, I'm the listener. And I think for a lot of listeners at church or whatever, when we preach, it just feels like preaching and things are out of context, right? So this is like storytelling. To me, this is what Truth Sayer is about. This is storytelling. We got here because we actually believe it's actually worth listening to because there, there may be truth to it, right? Now I'm in it and I'm going, okay, I believe there's truth to this, but I'm coming in cautious, but I'm going to be bummed out when all of a sudden some stuff starts coming out of the Bible and I'm like, see, that's the stuff I'm saying I don't get, I don't like. I don't like how they preach it and I don't like, like how they do it out of context, right? So right now I'm having a perfect moment because I'm like, I'm in it, I'm in the story, I'm in the moment, I get the cast of characters, right? And it doesn't feel far out to me. It feels like there are miracles happening and there are witnesses to it. Now what I got from this is, okay, yeah, they're at another temple. This is after we got, you know, Peter is fully reformed and he's fully believer. And now what we're saying is we're kind of at the same time, we're at the great divide. We're still with the traditional Jewish culture and the, and the non-believers that there is a new Messiah who are all very devout, religious, spiritual human beings who are there at temple because they are as well. Maybe not without sin, of course, but devout as well. And they're there and part of their community and culture, but they just don't believe in this Messiah yet, right? And so now we're having these like aftermath of that where even after the death, even after the resurrection, obviously there's still gonna be this timeline, this delay of where did a resurrection really happen? Do we still is today? Do we believe in the New Testament versus the Old Testament? Do we believe this happened? So here we are, we're saying, okay, now all of a sudden, another miracle. A whole bunch of new witnesses who have nothing to do with Jesus at this point. They're like reconciled that Jesus is dead in this temple, right? They reconciled that he was a human and maybe he was, was or he wasn't. But now Peter's there once again, who's healed the man, or both Peter and who? Who was the other guy? Peter and John. Peter and John. So Peter and John healed the lame man. Lame man walks into the temple. All non-believers probably in there, or maybe some mix of believers and non-believers, because, you know, it's the same culture using same temples, right? But mostly probably non-believers, because that's what I thought when you first told the story. I thought if it was all those believers, everybody would still be chanting and meditating. They wouldn't even care that this lame healed man came in, right? Because they're just like, we already know. It makes sense to me that there's a whole audience in there who's now flabbergasted that a miracle has happened. And that's what you're saying. Peter's coming strong and saying, Oh, how much longer are you going to be flabbergasted? You've already seen what we've done. Now you've seen what I've just done in the name of Jesus. And so what more can we possibly show you to get you out of your own rigid belief systems that this is real, that this is happening, that this is true? Am I grasping this? Yes. And also something just to add in is that this was right after the resurrection. Yeah, exactly. And I, so, I keep trying to reinforce so that. Yeah. So the freshness yeah, of Jesus, exactly. right? Yeah. So many miracles were done by him that 
it was just getting around, right? It was just circulating through all the course, land. Totally get it. He healed lepers. Yep. He healed the blind. Yep. He raised the dead. Yep. He healed the sick. He was performing these powerful signs of feeding 5,000. We've all heard that story, so we'll leave that alone for now, right? Walking but I'm on with water. You. You're right. That all Absolutely. that stuff. But now he's dead, and so that means he's man. And it was all BS, basically, as it could be for a lot of people. And people are going to move on, right? And now he's not dead. Like he's, he's not dead. He's, he's here through life, through humans, through believers, right? That's what yep. I'm getting from this, right? And now they're doing his work. They're doing his work. And after this miracle, something to, should be noted, 5,000 souls get saved. This man was well known for 5,000 people to become saved. He sat at temples. He sat in the streets. People knew him. That was the number I was getting at when I was thinking, who was there? What was the impact? It's not hard to believe that when somebody sees your normal guy in New York City sitting by the subway, who's always there for 20 years, and next thing you know, he's dancing and singing, like any human being would be like blown away. You'd have to say, there's something here. 